Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast. It's the show about the show, the show within the show. And a very special episode of the PGP. It's the Halloween special. Glad you're with us. Download us using the feed on iTunes. There's a natural, specific, oriented PGP feed. So just search permission granted. Also, the PGP appears on the normal DA show feed every single week. So you can listen to the DA show every day. Sunday morning football and the PGP. It's a one-stop shop. You can always go to our website as well. That's audio on demand. And that is daoncbs.com. Well, we just wrapped up the Halloween episode and Katie Lindedahl coming in, the Gidget of Gadgets. She is a Halloween princess. She loves costumes. And last year, I think this year we upped the ante. Last year, I was the keyboard mouse. I dressed up as a mouse and had a keyboard around my neck. You were... Bugs. Bugs from Space Jam. Pete was Luigi from Mario and Luigi because Luigi never gets the respect. Tired of hearing that, too. I don't think Bogus dressed up. Bogus was not in attendance. We've still yet to figure out why he wasn't. So this year, you went as a member of Bananas in Pajamas. B1. A a child show, a kid show from the 90s. Kind of a um, arrival of Barney's. Yes. Not Pete, the suit store, the Pete, show. Pete the Body Bilotti went as the man of the yellow hat from Curious George because, once again... Everybody talks about the monkey. Nobody ever talks about the guy. And so he wanted to wants to talk about... Careful wording there. <laughs> people want... You know, people love Curious George. Curious George went to the zoo. But he said nobody talks about how Curious George is... Oh, is it his owner? No, I guess it's not his owner. But the man in the yellow hat, maybe it is. I don't know. I have to go back and read Curious George. But the man in the yellow hat was always accompanying George. Right. The curious one. And he went to the zoo too, as Pete pointed out. <laughs> right. Uh, I went as Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell, specifically with Becky the Duck. That's the episode where there gets an oil slick on Becky the Duck because there's oil drilling on the campus of Bayside. Well, and should, I know you're going to finish this off, but if I can add one compliment to you, I like that not only did you go as a character from a television show, you went as a character in a specific episode. Yeah. Which I, I deserves a lot of credit. Appreciate that. And then Andrew Bogish went as Pete. <laughs> And it's Pete the Bobby Bellotti. And Katie, Katie came in as uh, the wrestler Sting, the wrestling legend Sting. Intimidating. So let's break this down a little bit. Number one, let's talk about Bogish being Pete. I mean, I feel like Bogish is now just trolling Pete, just the, trying to get a rise out of him. The rivalry lives on. It just lives on. And when he walked in to show off his costume, you didn't see the bottom half of him and just saw a Mets sweatshirt 
and you just thought he wasn't dressed. Yeah, I thought he was just in there for an update. But there's a couple things about this that are so great. Number one, he puts a bigger belly on underneath the Mets sweatshirt, which you know is going to offend Pete big time. Exactly. Then he goes, the dress shoes, jeans combo that Pete has patented with the hoodie. Like, that is his look. And then throws him because Bogus has had it with the scheduling, the clipboard, the schedule, and nails. I don't know how he did this. It looks exactly like Pete's lunchbox he brings in. The inflatable or the thermos or the uh, insulated lunchbox. Lunch bag. Unbelievable attention to detail for a costume. And to end the whole deal with trolling Pete, decides because Bogus' son's name is Jake, that he wants the Jake the Snake Roberts toy that Katie Linendahl brought in. And when I tell you that you had that whole deal on the air, Pete, the body's face sunk into oh. his stomach, crushed it. That was the one he really wanted. And when I, you know, I talked about Bogus, you go, well, my son's named Jake or whatever. And, you know, he's a kid and Pete's an adult. And, well, Bogus is walking out of here with that toy. <laughs> so let's start with Bogus dressing up as Pete. Do okay. you think it was to try to get a rise to aggravate Pete to. I don't know, troll him a little bit? How could it not be? It when you dress up as somebody else that you're supposed to be friends with or coworkers with, it is to troll him. Because it's not like, you know, he showed up and had a Brad Pitt costume on and went, hey, I'm Pete the Body today. He put a belly on and did, you know, the kind of a disheveled look and everything and went and said he, that that is trolling. I just wish he wore the bald mask, the bald head. He had the bald head. He just didn't want his hair messed up for TV afterwards. The bald head would have been great. The bald head would have absolutely crushed it. I agree. That's probably what it missed, but I still found it for one very it was funny. It was funny, that, but that's why I didn't know who he was being, is because he needs a bald head and to shave off the beard. True. So you, you're right. I guess you got to fully commit at that point. The bald head is temporary. The beard, you know, he'd have to grow back. But he could grow it back. That's what I'm saying. Good point. All right, so he didn't fully commit. You need him to fully commit. And I real, I, I told Bogus, I didn't know what he was going to be, but I said, hey, we'll let you get out of costume midway through the show so you can fix your hair for the Rome show on TV. But he thought that would be permanently damaged for the day. You guys with your hair. It, it never ends. Hair people. Yeah, people with hair. But it was such a good idea, and so much was good in execution. And then as you mentioned... Katie brings in a whole series of uh, figurines, pop culture figurines, and the one, they're, they're athletes and they're cartoon characters. The one that Pete wants as a wrestling fan is Jake the Snake Roberts, and Bogish takes it. And you even told Bogish that Pete wanted that. Yep. And he said, who cares? It's for my son. His name is Jake, and my son's a kid. Pete's an adult. He'll live. More or less, yes. That's exactly what he said. So another just punch into the gut. And I know that there's underlining stuff where Bogish, while being granted whatever days off he needs through this and the end of the holidays, feels like for whatever reason Pete is making it a struggle it doesn't have to be. And I think on top of the normal stuff they bicker about, this is now really added to it where Bogish saw this as his day. To go after Pete. And let's not forget, Bogus was the first one when Pete had that trash Tuesday that was all over the place to really call him out on what are you even trashing. True. Yeah, this was a day that Bogus had, I think, built up. And I think Bogus was going to take his cuts today on Pete. 
This was this was the Red Sox playing New York, New York after they won the World Series, taking shots at the Yankees. That was Bogus taking the figurine after after dressing as Pete in the costume contest. That was great. Katie's cawing during it. I don't really know wrestling that well, so I'm just trusting that this is something that happens with Sting's theme song. It is, I, it is because Pete made sure to tell me how great it was. So it's it's his theme song, and there's like a, a hawk cawing in the back, screeching. I, again, I'm not the biggest wrestling guy. That is what I gather. Or to Sting do it himself. We sound like Francesca searching for Matt Vescursion <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, what is it back there? Uh, can somebody tell me what's going on here? Uh, so is it an eagle? Is it a hawk? <laughs> I know it was a hawk. I don't know if it's a hawk or an eagle. Is it a pigeon? Is it a screech? Who was it? Oh, oh it was gold dust. It wasn't Sting. <laughs> Her costumes are just so good every single year. So, so good. And I like how you said that you were dressed in pajamas all day. I'm exhausted And you feel exhausted because you think that your body was in sleep mode. Shutdown mode. Now, granted, I had a later night. I went to the knick-knack game Monday night at Madison Square Garden. But still, being in the silky pajamas head to toe for three hours... I'm sitting there. I'm yawning. I'm kicked back on the chair. I just had to change back in the jeans. I am telling you, I am tuckered out for the day here. I, I don't even know how I'm supposed to produce this other <laughs> show I'm going to. I'm shot. And I thought, and I have to now admit, a man admits when he's wrong. Sure. Correct? I was wrong in your sweatpants argument when I said if everybody wore sweatpants at work, they'd be more productive because they'd be more comfortable. After three hours <laughs> and a year later after this argument, I can tell you that is wrong. I am lazier today. I don't even want to be taping this podcast right now, to be honest with you. I want to take a nap. So I don't see how there's any way I'd be more productive. And I think I was wrong. And I will admit that I was wrong. And you were right. And Bill O'Brien should put on some khakis. How did? <laughs> and maybe that's why the Texans' offense is always asleep. So sluggish. You're right. Why, why or how did you change out of your pajamas so quickly? Uh, I came in here in the two minutes you were sending stuff over to Cap, and I just jumped into jeans before you walked in. So you were in your underwear in this production studio? Uh, yeah, on that seat, actually, that you're sitting on. You took off your jeans in this production studio. For those that don't know how we're set up, there's a huge picture window in front of the studio where we're taping this that goes out to the newsroom. Anybody walking by would have seen you in your tidy whities mm, I pushed back to the corner to make sure we didn't have a great angle. And I'm not wearing tidy whities I have black hanes. <laughs> Still, they could see you in your tight It underwear. was quick. It was a quick. I sat down in the chair and I pulled my jeans up. Oh, God. So... You're, nothing was separating your bare ass from this chair that I'm sitting in besides a little thin piece of fabric. Yes, correct. Oh, all right, big deal. You're dressed as Screech. I mean, come on. Zach. Oh, Zach, I'm sorry. Zach. You're right. Um, You really upset a lot of campers today. A lot of not happy cam- unhappy campers. Unhappy campers. <laughs> <laughs> you trashed camping culture because your cousin's going to get married in the foothills of Georgia. The Blue Ridge Mountains. And you called it, I don't forget what you called it, but you trashed it. I basically just said it's, you know, it's even if she wanted to get married there, could we get married where hotels were close? Like, does everybody have to rent the freaking cabin? I mean, I a lot of people are into that, and I, fine. Not me. No, they're not. You didn't say fine. You you trashed everybody into camping culture. Because it's stupid. Like, my friends, I have, we have another couple that want us to go camping with them, and they tried selling me on everything that was great about it, right? They were renting this area, whatever. I said, what's so great about it? We drink around a fire. We roast marshmallows. We play cornhole. You know, uh, you, you, we, we grill. 
literally every single ounce of what was positive about camping can be done in somebody's backyard. Literally. The worst parts about it, sometimes you're not showering, you're taking outdoor showers, the bathroom situation's tricky, you could sleep outside. Think about all that. Why would you want to do that? And in, in a cabin, what would be a bear's roaming everywhere? No, get me to get me to a Hampton Inn at worst. Well, I mean, there's something to be said for being in nature and like being around, you know, wildlife. So I don't mind going on a hike. I told you that I could go on a hike. I'll do that. But can I just go back to the comfort <laughs> of you know, fifty channels on my TV, a hotel bed, well, don't a little housekeeping? Think, don't you think being out there for a night or two, really? Three nights, DA. What am I doing for three nights? I'm saying like camping for a night. Don't you think that would be nice to have you know, ten hours, twelve hours no. to really soak in the wilderness? No, I get quiet, DA, solitude. Out there for an hour, you walk up the trail, you look around, there's a bird, there's maybe half a bear sitting behind a bush. <laughs> half a bear. You go back, you light a fire, you're done for the day. That's it. You don't need three days in the wilderness. Now, granted, I'm not sleeping in a tent because you do have a cabin, which, uh, and I'm sure I'm going to have beverage. I'm sure I'm going to have a good time. I'm not uh-huh. going to say I'm not going to have a good time, uh-huh. but it could be a better time. <laughs> like, well, what is cocktail hour going to look like? Uh, we can get a couple Bubba Burgers on the grill here. What are we doing? Well, my guess is that it's at a real event location. I don't and that know. There's probably, it's probably open bar. They probably well, have a bar and alcohol set There's going to be alcohol because the invitation said free drinks. So I know there will be. The problem is, like, am I looking at can natty lights in a cooler here? Like, what are we doing? Well, why do you think that just because it's out in nature means you're not going to get good beer? I'm a traditionalist. I just give me what I know. I don't need uh, this off the wall. If we're going to do, by the way, she lives in Florida. We're going up to Georgia. I'd much rather go to Florida in the summer or the winter, whatever this is now. And if we're going to do a destination wedding, the Bahamas or something, what are we going to the mountains in Georgia for? <laughs> what is going on here? The whole thing is stupid. I love my cousin, but jeez. I don't know. This marriage better last, too. If I'm huffing it out there <laughs> for three days in the wind nature. So you're going to be in Georgia two times in three weeks. It's a rough one. It's a rough one. I'm thinking about leaving them cold and going to Redskins Falcons Sunday <laughs> back back at Mercedes-Benz. And then I'm in Georgia the week after for uh, Auburn against the Bulldogs. Yeah, you and me, three uh, out of four weekends in Georgia. How about that? That's a lot of frequent flyer miles into Hartsfield. <laughs> a lot of Chick-fil-A, too. Yeah, that's true. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Gotta have it. So Pete's wedding is coming up. Yeah. What's that sigh for? You Got going? To- I'm going. I got asked today. Did you send your RSVP back? I received the invitation four days ago. I think you have like a month to respond. Why do I have to be? First of all, you'll know when I get it back. And if and if it gets down to the last couple of days, and I've been there, I don't want to hear this nonsense. I got married. I know how it is. RSVPs. Okay. If I get, don't put a date that it needs to be in by. If you're going to hound people four days into getting the invitation for it, I'm sorry. Well, that's true because we don't need to get those in until when. I for next month or something. Yeah, I all I know is I'll have it in by then. And yes, would you like them all back sooner? Fine. Point is, if you want them back in four days, then tell me have it back in four days. Otherwise, I don't need to hear you the moment I walk in asking if I sent it. No, Pete, I wasn't home last night. Stop it. I think I might have gotten you jammed up because I sent mine in right away. I I was told that you and Bogus have already sent it back, and I have it. Well, we're starting to figure out tables, and st- I told you I'm coming. You'll get the RSVP. So here's the thing. I wanted to jump ahead of this. I know Pete's kind of antsy about those things, so I was like, I'm just signing this. I took care of it. Even the Bourbon Bell didn't. I took care of it. Bingo, bango, sent it back. I knew Pete was going to want that early. But in your defense, 
he sits next to you for three hours every single day. I know more about this wedding than his wife does. If you if he needs an answer, every day he can ask. Every day. It's not like somebody that you don't see all the time, so you need an answer, and you you see him every day. So he doesn't need an answer right now, and if he does need an answer, he can just ask you. It's driving me nuts. I can't do it anymore with this wedding. I hope the wedding's great. I, I love it. I have a great time at weddings. I can't take the, 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 the breaking down of everything with the wedding every single day. Also, from a guy, no offense, has already been married once before. Well, right. I've always asked this question. I've only been invited to this one. I wasn't invited to the first one. How long ago was the first one? Six months ago? No. (laughs) No, A couple years ago. Yeah, a couple years ago. You know, I know this is Bridget's first wedding. Which is fine, and she should have all the trimmings. But we've talked about this. If you went to Pete's first wedding, are you required to go to Pete's second wedding? Let's say you're a friend of Pete, not Bridget. I don't think you are. And I don't think you could be offended that he didn't go. I, I really don't. And and I feel like I would feel the same way personally. I kind of think that's fair. Now, if you're super, super close where you're hanging out with him and Bridget all the time. Right, that's true. Like, fairness to her. Right. You should probably go. But, you know what I mean? If you're somebody sees Pete, you know, once every couple weeks or something like that. Or, dare I say, once a month. And, you know, you're a cousin, you're a fringe friend. No, I, I don't think you should. Why? And, and in a second gift? I, I think this is where we get into real tricky territory. The gift part is tough there. Yeah, like what happened to my first gift? Did you get that in the divorce? Right. Do I get the gift back? Right. These are all very uncomfortable things, frankly, but I don't mind talking about them. Well, I, no, I told the Bourbon Bell, I said, look. Now, it should be noted, me and you both did not go to the, uh, his first correct. wedding. Correct. So, as far as I'm certain, his first wedding never really happened That's other correct. than us making fun of it on the show. I told her, this is the only one I'm ever doing, so we've got to make this work. Uh, I, there is no divorce in our future. There is no, uh, you know, maybe this will work out, maybe this not. I'm doing this once. That's it. We, right. We get this. Are you sure you want in? Are you sure you want in? Are you sure? Because this As is you have the stupid blonde wig and sunglasses <laughs> hammering home to me here. Because I felt the same way. I'm like, I can't invite my family to a second wedding. No. I can't. And I can't ask for friends to have pay all this money to come out and see me again or do this gift or whatever. And dare I say, I would argue, too, that like, and, and I am not putting words in Bridget's mouth at all. But let's say you, something happened and you met somebody else and got married, right? Like, and then, like the scenario we're talking about, they don't go. Well, don't you think that's somewhat of a fight between new girl and you to be like, well, what? They're not good. I'm not good enough for them to come to the wedding that I'm at. You know what I mean? Like, it becomes like a whole exactly. unnecessary process. Exactly. I think if you get divorced, you shouldn't get married again. Like, I, I think that's fair. Now, I mean, in Pete's defense, Bridget wants to get married and you want to do what's right. I get it. But maybe you should just be life partners. Maybe there shouldn't. Or maybe they're just, you should get married, but you. But then I guess you take away the celebration from Bridget, I guess it, and that's not fair. Yeah, I get it. If you've never been married before, like, see, it's that's not the fair. thing. You don't want to take it away from her. If he was about to marry somebody else who's already been married before. Okay, that's a good one. Two divorcees should not get married again. No. And if just, you get married, go to City Hall. I agree. We don't do a whole shindig. Now, my mother-in-law, bless her heart, got married for a second time to her new husband, who I love, now been together 10 years or so. Great guy. It was his third marriage. They threw a huge wedding on a football Sunday. Giants, Cardinals, never forget Madison Hedgecock got in the end zone. <laughs> and I threw a stink about going to this. Like, I almost didn't 
end up with Danielle because I was ready to walk out <laughs> on the fact that I had to go to this wedding. This is where you draw the line. I said, this is ridiculous. I go, could we go to the diner or something? Like, what are we doing here? And we just hold the DJ, the cocktail hour. And nice wedding. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. And on a football Sunday to boots, it was an extra kick in the ass. I don't want to make it out to where I don't want to go to Pete's wedding because I do want to go to Pete's wedding. We're have a good time. Because it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time. And I love Bridget and I love Pete and I know it's going to be a good time. And I didn't go to the first one. I'm just saying for the people that give you gifts and travel and they've gone to the first one, either they're not required to come to the second one or no gift required. So that they're just kind of coming in on your dime. I agree. They're, I agree. They're there in spirit, or they're there rather in body. They're there to support you. But then also, how do you show up and not bring a gift? Internally, you'd feel like a yeah, jerk. You're I putting know. somebody in a bad a, spot. I guess there's not a good answer here. I guess I'm talking through this. I guess I'm workshopping this in my mind in real time. I guess I don't know. I guess I don't know if there's a good answer. I'd like to make a hard and fast rule here, but I guess I can't. <laughs> okay. I have to go to job number two now. Job number two? Who's coming up on side B? Side B will be Andrew Bogish. Pete has already passed the buck. Said, I can't do it this week. Too much going on with teaching the class and with the wedding planning. Has told me that. Quote. That was today. (laughs) said, okay. I'll get Bogish on. All right. Obviously, ask him if he's specifically poking the bear today. But also, ask him about Robbie's singing. Because I think we're at a a moment in time where people are starting to to turn. I think they're starting. No, they're not. I think they're starting to turn on Robbie. I've started to hear a little murmur that's starting to be like, wow, you know, Robbie's really funny. Stop it. Asset to the show. I'm starting to hear a little murmur. There's a little Robbie murmur out there. Well, we'll find out about that murmur. Could be a heart murmur, but I think there's. to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it all right welcome into side b of the pgp on a spooktacular permission granted podcast i am Araz, executive producer of the da show and host of side b joined as we promised by the man who dressed as Pete the Body Bilotti for Halloween, Andrew Bogish. Hello, Bogey. Who did you promise that I was going to be here this week? Uh, to the listeners on side A. Oh, okay. That you weren't on because it was me and DA. Right. Uh, well, let's get right into it. We had our Halloween episode of the Da Da, mm-hmm. if you will, with Katie Linendahl in the studio. And DA and myself went over everybody's costumes, but more importantly... You, I think, shocked us more than anybody in the world. Now, Katie Linendoll was a little scariest thing. Yes. Pete, pretty predictable with some lame-ass costume. Bizarro Dick Tracy. Right, about a sidekick that doesn't get enough respect. Uh, Here we go again. uh, My costume had already leaked because I wore it to a costume party, Mm -hmm. and I put it on Instagram. And DA goes all out with the bells and the whistles. With uh, Zach Morrison, Zach Morris, and a very specific Zach Morris from reference. a certain episode, which I gave him credit for. A particular for. episode, yes. Now, so by the full bell. disclosure: the reason I hesitate on that is not knocking DA's costume at all. Obviously, everybody loved it around the office. I was just not a Say by the Bell guy. It was just prior to my time. Never really watched a lot in reruns, okay. so I'm not gonna hate the show. Obviously, it's wildly popular and everything right. like that. But for somebody like me, I just didn't get it. That's fine. I can forgive you. Like uh, I don't know if you ever saw. For- Forgetting Sarah Marshall with Jonah Hill's character yeah. when he gives the demo to Russell Brand. Is that his name, Russell Brand? Yeah. Did you get it? I, but did you get it? I don't. I didn't get it, if you will. I was actually mean to ask you, what did you exactly think of my demo? Like, did you get it? Did you get it? Well, 
I, I thought you were going somewhere else because there's I think the response to that is one of the greatest lines I think in cinema history when Russell Brand's character goes I just decided to keep living my life oh no I was gonna listen to that but then um, I just carried on living my life not at all <laughs> I mean that is one of the most dismissive lines ever um, but no, it's okay. You don't have to explain yourself. It's perfectly fine. I'm sure I miss things that you think are legendary. So it is what it is. Was that a shot at me? No, just if we're not the same age. So there are things that you probably watched, like Barney, while I was watching Saved by the Bell, and I missed Barney. And I, so you might love Barney, and I don't. I don't love Barney. Okay. It's a fat purple dinosaur. <laughs> on that note, we have to delve deep. <laughs> I'm just going to. On that note, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Back to fat purple dinosaurs. Let's get to Pete the Body Bellotti here. So you go as Pete. Mm-hmm. Within Tuesday's show, you also mock his Trash Tuesday, which was all over I, the place. It made no sense. And I could tell there was a part of Pete, while we were laughing when you came in dressed as him, that was a little annoyed. And you two have had a little tit-for-tat rivalry on the show that dates back to prior to the DA show That's being in this time year slot. six. Right. And I think the audience, you know, needs a little deep dive into here. Was was it just good intentions, or is it like, I'm going to needle Pete here a little bit? No, no, I mean, it was certainly meant to needle him, but with all good intentions. I mean, no, I know, was, I know you don't f- actually hate the man. No, not at all. I'm actually, Pete is utterly fascinating to me. Like, I think you could do, like, your PhD, like, your your thesis on how Pete became Pete. <laughs> and how Pete lives his life. I mean, I, I there are I could do probably a weekend long interview with Pete on everything about his life. He you could do like the as many parts as the OJ doc did for the I, thirty for thirty. Yeah, and then there'd be bonus footage on the DVD. We'd have a Netflix special. He's just he is just fascinating with his decisions and his actions and his looks on life, um, his daily routines. The way he dresses, which I was trying, I, I think that Pete is amazing. At certain times, I can be a jerk, and I probably have gone too far in pushing his buttons. No, you haven't. But I, I push his buttons for the most part, sometimes out of confusion, sometimes with this indirect hope that I'm like pointing out his absurdities at times, which I, which people do to me. And, like, and you would hope that he is self aware enough. Right. To- and he's just, he does things like we all do that are funny, that are, like, oh, like his, his trash yesterday was, I, I don't even know. And like, I, I I'm was still confused as to what he trashed. Right. And from one sentence to the next, it didn't connect. And even he was like, why did you, he asked me off the air, why did no one understand that? Oh, see, this is what I'm talking about, Pete. Right. He had a follow up off the air. He thought about us making fun of his trash all day. Yeah. So he, the thing was, he wanted to say, Vendors. He was talking about wedding vendors. Right. Who were of course. Ne- and by the way, before you continue, yeah. we are taping this part on October 31st on Halloween. Mm-hmm. His Trash Tuesday was on October 30th. Mm-hmm. Two, the year is 2018. His wedding is on December 23rd, 2018. Yeah. We are less than two months away, which means we're about seven weeks away. Yeah, that's fair. Is that a fair assumption? It is. We, which means we have seven Trash Tuesdays. Every single one of his Trash Tuesdays from here on out will be wedding related. Right. Fair? Absolutely. Okay, continue. So he he wanted to trash wedding vendors who, you know, he talks to one person in the office one day. When he calls back, he gets somebody else, and they don't know what the previous conversation was. Correct. So, like, 
you start the conversation over again, get them caught up, and then you go. But the problem was, he said people you work with. Right, and I thought he was talking about us. Right. And then, because he's Pete, and again, this is a thing that I think is wonderful, that I've always thought is funny. Going back to John Feinstein's show, he used to do have Pete do like a daily piece of wisdom or something because the piece of wisdom was normally insane. It wasn't all that wisdom-y. And Pete wisdom-y. delivers them strangely because it's not always succinct and crisp and quick. Like he can meander sometimes, pick the wrong word, and you don't necessarily follow it. It's hilarious. Other people think it's not and have said, turn Pete's mic off. <laughs> Bosses that will go unnamed for now. But even that, like, so, like, I'm I'm laughing not at Pete but with Pete yesterday because I think it's endearing when he gets in that little thing. He's, he's all twisted and turned trying to explain these real feelings, and it just doesn't come out correctly, leaving the three of us going, what the f- are you talking about? Right. What just happened here? Right. What are you talking about? And I felt the same way, and then... To watch him, I, I think it, and maybe this is where I'm evil in some ways. I love being in somebody's head like Pete. I know. Like, I love the idea that, and I won't force it. It'll be a natural feeling, but then I get a joy when my natural feeling makes somebody annoyed like yeah. Pete. Like, my natural feeling of being so confused and thinking his trash sucked and seeing him annoyed that I thought that way suddenly brought me joy. Like, okay, well, I'm going to keep going with this. Right. Oh, and on the flip side, when he laughs at you being you, just in the background, you hear him cackling. Right. But the problem is that ain't going to bother me. No, but, him. but it makes me love it. Right. So, on that note, going back to your costume, how long before this episode did you plan on being Pete? Because um, we discussed this now for a couple of weeks. Right. No, I hadn't. I mean, I knew it was coming, obviously, that Katie was coming in and there'd be a show. But then once I knew that it was Tuesday, I had to actually think about something. And I was, you know, had, had to get it here. I had to change it's, into get it. it. Here. Right. And so You're starting I, to sound like Pete, by the way. I know. But I, that's, Pete, I just, Pete, I, Pete brings a, a yellow hat and a shirt. And he's like, ah, you know, I got to pack the fridge up. I mean, that, that is my way my head works. I immediately think about logistics. Can it be done? How do you do it? What's the best way to get it done? Um, so I was trying to figure out what I could do. What I wanted to be something clever, something show-related. Not I didn't want to be Superman. <laughs> so um, it just it struck me, and it actually connects back. I used to work at Sirius before here, and we had a similar person in the office, a guy named Zig Fricasi, who everybody loved but also, like, walked into jokes and was, like, took a lot of crap from all of us unnecessarily at times, but played back and forth well. He was a favorite, like Pete is here, but he's also, like, a focal point for attention, and I always wanted to, and one of the things that Zig did, he wore, and I don't know how he afforded it, where he kept them, he wore a different jersey every day, whether it was football, basketball, baseball, hockey, but you could go months before he did a, you saw the you saw the same one again. Interesting. So I wanted I wanted all of us for one Halloween to come in as Zig in a different jersey, or get Zig jerseys and come in like that. That plan never happened, but it flat it flashed in my head about Halloween to be Pete, and then <laughs> okay. yesterday happened. Okay, all right. And now the only thing Da knocked on, and you were very worried about TV, was not having the bald cap. Yes. So that was strictly a TV decision. It, it was unavoidable. For t- more more significantly, the first issue was Jim Rome. Once DA is done, Jim Rome takes over, and I do the first two updates of Jim Rome's show, and they happen to be on CBS Sports Network as well. As most people know, he's simulcast on TV. 
Correct. So I had to care a little bit about what I was wearing for gym because it wouldn't make any sense if I sat down dressed as like a dude from Harry Potter right. on Jim Rome show on TV. So I, and again, logistically, I'm thinking like, what can I look like? What I want to be Pete. I want to put something on my head. What do I do with my hair after that? I would have just put a hat on and been fine and dealt with it. But I went from here to one of my thrilling high school broadcasts yesterday afternoon and literally from here to there. So you had double TV. And I, and that one I didn't have, I couldn't wear a hat. I didn't have to, I couldn't redo my hair. We're going to go a deep dive here. Once my hair gets messed up, all I can do is shower, clean it, start from scratch. Gotcha. Which I couldn't do yesterday. So I couldn't go all in on the Pete headgear. Okay. Unfortunately. I, I personally was still satisfied with your costume. I thought between the shoes and the lunchbox and the and, and the schedules. And what bothered Pete more than anything? Was the belly. The belly. Yeah. Because he lives this life where he, and I'm, he has, I assume, lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Uh, Pete's always looked the same to me, but he's assumed lost a it's lot of we weight. we see him every day. It's hard right. to notice changes on anybody. But boy, you know, where we can make fun of my weight any day. Yeah, you can't you can't touch Pete's belly? It's the first thing he said to me. I'm like, Pete, it's ho- it's a Halloween costume. It's exaggerated. He's like, well, yeah, yeah. I was like that's what he's like. That's what I used to look like. I'm like, I know, but I have to, I gotta sell it so it's noticeable in general. And how thin does he think he is? That's for a whole other podcast. All right, we'll wrap on that. You can follow <laughs> Andrew Bogish on Twitter at uh, Andrew Bogish, and you can follow me on Twitter at Mraz CBS. All right, so I guess that's part one of a deep dive. And be on the lookout for. <laughs> I don't want to be here for part two. <laughs> Be on the lookout for seven straight Trash Tuesdays of something wedding-related for his second wedding, by the way. All right, have a great weekend, everybody. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.